0: episode number 53. Can't
1: pull that
0: off.
1: <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe.
0: And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt.
1: You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast.
0: Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life.
1: Let's get into the show. All right, here we are, back in the Havana Cafe.
0: Happy some, days. Yeah,
1: happy days. I've got my um, lemon cake thing down me and... Coffee's coming down me. Yeah, I did I was Starbucks. Absolutely famished because I've been such on the go 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 go. I
0: know you're switching a lot of hats these days. Yeah, I'm
1: wearing I'm like um the the British character, Mr. Whoever, the Wurzel or what the dude with the mini hats. You should know this. You got kids. Yeah. No? <laughs> and he switches his different hats depending on what he's doing. Uh, that's kind of me at present. Um what are we talking about today? We're talking about memory today. Yeah.
0: So you had a, you had a good question, which was: um, Does memory, do your memories make you who you are?
1: Yeah. Um, I've ever, I remember, this is a few, going back a few years, but I was just sat in my little thinking chair, and I was wondering about if, if I was to lose my memory completely, like, you know, you just completely wiped my memory, how would I know who to be? So you, so I guess the, the way I put set up the thought experiment is you completely lose your memory, but you still know how to do all your motor functions. So I still know how to, yeah. you know, walk and talk and that sort of thing. But like memory of or, yeah. is completely yeah. shot. Then who would you be?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you have an answer for me? I want to know well, that. <laughs> well,
0: who I would just, I be? I just finished reading this awesome article about amnesia, and uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. It was written, um, published in the Atlantic. And uh, it was basically about this guy who, that very thing happened to him, he has a tumor that wipes his kind of long-term memory. And uh, the uh, journalist, or whoever is the writer of the article, it was a friend of his, so he goes back, it's kind of all about how he goes back to visit him once this has happened. And he wasn't a close friend, he was kind of just an acquaintance. But he says that we still kind of like the same things, and... We still kind of are the same way, personality-wise, and so there's something for him and his, because of course he's coming up from the um, perspective of he has a memory, he remembers what this guy was like. But right. The guy doesn't remember him, doesn't remember what he's like, and he's going to die soon. You know, it's like he's terminally ill with, with a brain tumor, but um, he just described it in a very kind of like something was still remained of him. Like he still seemed to be the same person for all extents and purposes. I wonder if that's because your memories
1: get into your muscle memory then. So however you, you know, whatever your experience is, it's kind of in your embedded in your soul and your. I
0: mean, you know, our brains are such complex things, aren't they? So, you know, when we're talking about memory, so I read, um, so this, there's this guy who's done a lot of academic work on memory, and so I was not aware that there are three different types of memory, yeah. but apparently. Uh, one is called um, systemic memory, and that's kind of um, like facts about your environment around yeah. you. Then there's procedural memory, so you remember skills and like how to do certain things. And then there's episodic memory, which is what we think of as our memories, like what things that happened to us in the past Right. and that are that are quite specific. So
1: so which one of those so make suppose, up who you are, then, yeah, in terms exactly. of consciousness? So
0: the, and, you know, there's all kinds of different brain things that make up our personality that don't really have to do with our memory. Yeah. So I, I don't know.
1: I find it fascinating. It's complicated. When you think about memory, like if, what did you have for breakfast this morning?
0: I made banana bread yesterday, so I had banana bread. It was tasty.
1: Great. So before I ask you that question, where did that memory reside? Could I open up your brain and find yeah. that memory, that specific memory?
0: I don't know. I'm not a neuroscientist, and you'll have to talk to them.
1: <laughs> I don't think you can. But where? Yeah. So where do they? Where do they exist? Yeah. No. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a well, fascinating thing for me. What
0: was interesting for me about the breakdown and the kind of this guy talking through the three aspects of memory is he says that because he's kind of coming at it. From the perspective of why do we have memory? Yeah. Like, what's the point? And so, you know, okay, yeah, we can think of quite basic um, answers to that. Like, oh, we have to store memory about the past in order to, you know, continue fi- to function. Fi- yeah, in figure the present, out what to do yeah. in present situations and stuff. So that helps us with that. And, um, yeah, so in a way, it's like to influence current behavior. But it doesn't seem to be all the story, and actually, the systemic, um, um, semantic, sorry, semantic uh, memory and procedural memory, both of these things, like how do you do a certain skill, or how do you learn about what the deal is with the stuff that's going on around you in your environment, that involves extrapolating from the unique situation what is common. Right. So, in other words, it's like, we're learning even though we're having all these different unique experiences we're taking away what is not unique about them right and that's what we remember so that we can use it in the future yeah but
1: because it's part of what it helps us survive as well isn't it it's that's kind right. of the sort of cultural memory and Survival and what? Don't eat those berries again, because Joe ate those berries. That's right. <laughs> and he ended up in a bad way, kind of thing. Why do
0: we always have berry analogies? Uh, don't we? When no, we think no. about when we think about like. But does it, anyway. it also
1: helps us predict—not predict the future, but to imagine uh, what might happen. So, for instance, crossing the street. Yeah. You're able to yeah. project what might happen in that scenario, but also, which I find fascinating. Is the speed at which the mind can cal- so you can look at a car coming towards you, and be able to judge when With you can you. make and cross the street, which yeah. I find is a fascinating calculation that yeah. happens without. And if you've the lived in Delhi think.
0: at any time, like I did for a little while, then you you get real good you at get that. Really,
1: <laughs> you go, oh yes, yeah, right, because your <laughs> life depends on it. So if um, the other well, thing there's I think never is never a
0: break in traffic, you got you got to like you got to
1: play Frogger, do you? Yeah, that's the ah, funny. I like it, real Frogger game. So if um. If, from a memory point of view, because you had a quote, and maybe you have it written down already, the one about if you change one thing, the whole thing oh, unravels, yeah. yep, which yep, I thought yep. was pretty really fascinating. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if I was to change, if I was to get to erase your memory or change your memories, then it, 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 it would, your whole, everything would unravel. Yeah. As in, everything that needed to happen, happened, and if you change one thing then you won't be the same person that you are today.
0: Do you know it's hysterical about memory? I don't know if, if anyone else will think this is a bit weird, but basically I have a best friend that I grew up with, whose name is also Sarah, and, uh, which was fun when we were little. And she, her memory is amazing. So she remembers all kinds of stuff that happened to us when we were little that I can't really recall. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to trust yeah. you. <laughs> but we went on this like summer camp one time. We went two years in a row just for like a weekend kind of kids summer camp. And, uh, I had this memory that there was some kind of quarry there. And so the next time we went, I was like looking for the quarry. Cause I had had this whole memory in my mind and I, I can still recall it. Like I have this memory of playing in this like white rock quarry. Yeah. And, uh, Basically, I had like there was no quarry there, so I've either taken that memory from some other experience, or what I think more likely has happened is I dreamed it and put it in that place, and it's like it's not there. But, and then what happened was she's telling me this whole story again because I totally forgotten this whole thing that yeah, yeah. happened, and I was like, oh yeah, did we ever find that quarry? And she's like, no, Sarah, there wasn't ever a quarry there. You dreamed it out. It's like, oh okay, yeah, so I I forgotten again that it wasn't real ah, to me, so it was well, I a, think that into of memory.
1: a good question about um how accurate our memories oh, aren't very yeah. accurate is it no
0: mine's definitely not very and accurate so,
1: so as as you're piecing together any story about about your past you're only as i think you said a little bit earlier you're just extrapolating chunks of it but not the detail or even exactly what's happened but, so how do you know what's true and not true
0: this is what I found so interesting about the distinction between this third type of memory because basically episodic memory is about very specific unique events so then the question is if we're not extrapolating detailed information that's about them not being unique so that we can use it in the future in different situations then why do we have this kind of memory and so strongly as well and so much imagination that comes into it and stuff um, yeah, I, I find I find it really interesting. I suppose the
1: question we have to ask is, because I mean, we asked the question: Do, do memories make us who we are? Yeah. And I'm wondering, is, is so where's the relationship between sort of consciousness? Is consciousness meant to be kind of who we are? And I'm wondering what the connection between consciousness, memory, and just who the heck are we? So how do yeah how do we define who the who who are you really? There's some <laughs> That's the big question. Who the heck are you? Who am I looking at over there? Do you even know who you are?
0: Well, you know what's funny is is watching kids grow up. Mm. Like if you have your own kids and you're like, you think back to, or you watch a video of when they were little, and you're like, even my kids who are not that big yet, still like, oh yeah, that other little person. Like where is that person gone? Because my son isn't that person anymore.
1: Because you raise that you as know. a question as well. Is if when as we if we. Rem- so if you were to go back to your thirteen-year-old self, are you the same person as you were when yeah, you were thirteen? Yeah, totally. Teens, right? And
0: and the only thing that's kind of links those two people is memory. Right.
1: Yeah. A faulty memory at that. Yeah. One that's not necessarily based on Although there's something the to
0: it. Also more than like it's all a dream because of course like my mother thinks that I'm the same person too. It's not just me thinking like oh because I remember all these stuff. Oh, she know? she still and,
1: sees you as the person that you oh, that you were.
0: No, no, no. I mean, like, there has to be some kind of, like, objective reality to the fact that there is something continuous about us. Like, I saw your you physi- last your week Your physical here.
1: presence is the continuous piece.
0: Are you the same clay that came last but week? But this is today? it.
1: This is a question about the consciousness thing. Am I the same clay, the inner, so that this outer shell is kind of the same, but not really the same, because it's changing, it's dying every second that we pass it's withering away isn't it so yeah say the cells are all regenerated and changed and dying and all that kind of jazz But there's that urban
0: myth which might be true that like every seven years all the cells in your body have been replaced so are you the same person or something
1: well that's, that's it and every seven years we're supposed to we go up to our next we evolve to our next whatever level so you that's we have your big life shifts every seven years apparently okay yeah but so if um if the physical bit you're right is the same but is am I mentally the same? Like I think inside I'm still still the same as when I was I think my memory stops at 6. I'm still a teenager in my head. How about that? That's why I still because act that way. Yeah. Excuse, yeah. <laughs> so in my head I'm still the same same person I was when I was in that was sort of 16 17. In terms of a in terms of a outlook or consciousness or that's what I feel on the inside. I've known that my body has changed and things like that, and I have different opinions, but I still feel like that same person that I was in that particular time and place, and everything that I've done. And I'm what's curious to me is how I don't I don't feel an attachment to a younger me. So is there something about our development? So I really it is in that sort of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen that span of time. That's feels like who i am in my head in terms of i don't even know how you're describing yeah my entity my core self feels like that in that space but i don't have a connection to anything before that and then everything after that just seems to be memories or experiences that are built on top of that core person
0: right interesting yeah because apparently
1: we are our Our personalities are solidified by the age of seven, so you're going to be the person that you're going to be by age seven, Which, and we can talk about that after after the break. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. I'm Clay Lowe. The Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is a listener-supported show, which means it's brought to you by people like you. If you pop over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the Contribute page, you'll find a number of different ways you can contribute to the show if you care to do so. Leaving a review on iTunes, subscribing to the show, or sharing it with a friend are a few options. These are very valuable contributions as is something monetary like setting up a reoccurring payment or contributing a pound an episode any and all options are very much appreciated thank you so very much for those of you who have already done so and thank you in advance for anybody that is considering doing so in the future all right let's get back to the show
0: okay so my question is if you feel like you have a real affinity for that past self of yours when you were young have you ever been to a high school reunion i Have not no. or have you ever been like? Have you ever met someone from that time after a really long time? Well, a lot of people that have
1: come like through Facebook and stuff who, who remember me from that, that time. Yeah. But they remember things about me that I don't. know recall stuff, and I think their their memory of me is of that time as well. Is it as accurate? a person? Um, I don't.
0: Because mm. I think some you know some people have that experience where you might feel a continuity but if you challenge that like you know high school reunions are interesting kind of challenges to argue that person anymore and oftentimes you know i think it can be a real jarring experience because you you go back to this group of people who are interacting with you as if you're a certain person and that person isn't who you are really anymore, or who you you kind maybe of not, identify Maybe not,
1: Are you saying, like, so is it a mature, so are, So it is either I haven't matured, <laughs> and I'm still immature, <laughs> <laughs> or is there something about a coreness of us, and a core develops, and then that becomes it, or maybe you're not the same in the scenario that you're describing through through some trauma or through something that's impacted you in such a way that it's kind of completely... Eradicated yeah. who you were, no? That not, not you know. I
0: mean, yeah, I just think that, you know. So yeah, you know, we have we have this story, but then of course we have like a story of linear development. That was the other interesting thing that came up in this article by this um, Pascal Boyer, um, and I'll put this on the show notes too. He did this book called he's an academic who works at University of Washington, he did this book um, called Memory in Mind and Culture. And uh, he basically uh <laughs> I've totally forgotten what I was going to say when I was giving all that information. So there goes my memory. The
1: memory's gone.
0: Um, what were we just saying? Come on, help me out.
1: <laughs> something about some academic who was doing something that oh, was fascinating. Yeah, I know. He did, yeah, no, he did In something Washington, that was really interesting something and I gave you all the information. You did.
0: Oh, crap.
1: Well, where's your imprinting at? If you're thinking about who you are inside, because none of us know that. We only know you based off of our experience with you
0: oh this is what i was gonna say that basically why do we remember certain episodes in our life more than others and and what he kind of is suggesting is that there's a we have you know like we've talked about before that we have a story about our lives like who we are and how we got to be who we are and those that story is filled with little episodes from our memory Hmm. And we tend to remember, because you're saying, you know, your memory's fuzzy. My memory's fuzzy too, but it's fuzzy on certain things. But it's not so fuzzy on other things. I remember certain things quite clearly. So it's like, why do you remember certain events really clearly and not others? Why do you recall certain things? Does it have of something often, to do with the,
1: how impactful that
0: It could be, or it could space be that... Was you know it's also part of your story about that causal story like how did I become the Sarah I am or something because mm, I can and remember so,
1: the sort of pivotal, pivotal pivotal is that the word I want I can remember I can yeah, remember yeah, just yeah. pivotal times in my life and maybe those are the ones where I've had a shift a shift in either outlook or thinking or behavior based off of um, those episodes but I have it's probably about and I'm just thinking the ones that I play is funny because some of them they still come up even now and some of them them happened ages and ages ago but they're very clear and distinct and I can see the whole scene of when they've happened and I'm I'm, that's a good question I'm wondering why those scenes stick out and why do they still continue to occur they don't affect me behaviorally I think in the same way they would have done when they happened but they must have done something and made such an impression that I can recall the very detail of it. Like, I can recall, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, I can recall when I've, I've I don't know, I, to, I don't want to call it a personality split. But it was a massive change in personality, which I guess some people would dispute and say it's not possible to change a personality. But I can remember distinctly where I said, no, I'm never going to be that person again. And I never was from that point on in relationship. Because, yeah. you know, we talk, we've had conversations yeah. about introversion and extroversion and the like. And, you know, I was very much on that introversion scale. Um, and then just a series of things happened. And then there was just a point and I right now I'm reliving and I remember it and I was like, nope, I'm not being that person ever again. But there are some chinks in that armor because <laughs> we had the conversation a few episodes ago when I was saying I was tired of being clay low. Didn't, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to go back to being Clayton. So I think that split He's trying to resurface. He's like, come, finally, let me out of this cage. Come on, let me back out. I want to come back in. I want
0: to, pa- I want to come back out and then
1: be yeah. by myself. Yeah, <laughs> I said, well, I want to come out. And I was like, no, you can't. And but, and I can't remember if, we, if that was our discussion because I was saying that the fact that if I didn't want to be that person but the people around me only know that person so they don't allow me to be who yeah. sort of Clayton is. I have this persona that I now have to maintain.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: even though no, I don't want to, I want to be tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, t- I can totally understand what you're saying. I think that um, there's so many different aspects to this because it's like, you know, you have your own personal memories and how those memories tell you or inform who you think you are. Yeah. And then you have kind of your shared memory. So what you can say within your family you have family memories and you have, you know, collective like social memories or and identity you tell memories. Tell the same and stuff stories like every that. time you have a family gathering. Well, for instance, <laughs> there's, there's those, you yeah. know. There's also like what what I one question that this um, this academic asked that I thought was really interesting is what happens to a person's memory and therefore their identity when their parents die? And I think, you know, like I lost my grandmother this year and there is an aspect of that loss of family memory when someone kind of in an older generation goes, you realize that there's going to be some things now that you're never going to be able to ask them and you're never going to know. And you kind of, it, it, somehow that's also in my mind somehow linked in with your memory and who you are mm. it's like your family memory or something like that I don't know
1: because I would like to find out like who my parents were when they were kids yeah but really like what was you know because you know you know your experience haven't gone through life and every, all the ups and downs you've gone through and as humans they would have gone through the same so I'd be interested to know their inner turmoil that they've had to deal with overcome change and all that and what that because, again, I only have, you know, we only have our interaction with them to go by and that sort of shared collective experience that we have. But I don't know the interior story yeah, of, of what they had. And I'd be and, fascinated to know what that and is.
0: And I, I do feel like there's something then, you know, and, of course, like, you know, we've talked a lot about Jung's collective unconscious and stuff. Mm. And, and in um, the stuff I was reading, there's a lot on collective memory. So memory of groups, you know, memory of... You know, we, in the South, in the U.S., there's this kind of collective memory of the Civil War and, yeah. and the Confederacy or, you know, just all kinds of different things. You know, you have immigrant kind of communities that have memories of, of whatever that, you know, is That's specific to them. That's how culture sort them. of survives as well, isn't it? Yeah. Your society is passed yeah. on through this. And, of course, you know, from my academic studies, I remember that there's all this kind of work done on the imagined communities that, for instance the idea of your nation came through the story of nationalism. Like, the, you know, we all know these lines that we've drawn are all kind of historically a bit random, mm. and now they've solidified, and we all speak different languages in Europe or whatever, but, um, you know, it, it would all started off a bit random, and even the U.S. was all divided up. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, you get a, a story, a collective memory of what your uh, and, and that's part of your identity and who you are. If you identify with that community, you know, so there's I don't know. I feel like there's quite a lot of layers.
1: To I'm gonna say there's a lot of layers, and because you, if we it's
0: Shrek, it's layers.
1: If we, yeah, if we switched into the sort of, um, sort of, the sort of spiritual conversations and certain um, practices would say that this is not who we are. Yeah. There's a, you know this is just a shell and just a thing but it's not who we are I sometimes ask the question of people who two questions I'll ask them who are you between two thoughts or the other question is who is the person doing the thinking Yeah. that kind of thing and it's like well where does that consciousness reside where do those memories go is that the same place our consciousness is when we go to sleep where the heck are we Going off to so that just absolutely fascinates me in, in that, that sort of space. So if oh I know what I wanted to say before I forget this because we were talking about because I'm thinking about who are we yeah. and how do you um you know the memory of so there was uh, I don't know if you've been if you ever if you watched the Black Mirror series. Um, it's, a, it's a series on Netflix, one of those original Netflix ones called Black Mirror. But it's, it's like the old Twilight Zone. So very okay. different episodes each time. But one of them, um, uh, the two married couple, I think they were married. But anyway, the husband gets in the car accident and dies. Um, but these you know, geeks have been working on a program, a bot, where they could take all your, the person's correspondence ever and then from that it kind of machine learning and the like it, it it it's like talking to the person if they were still alive because it's taking your all of your i guess written things which of course could be as you can consider to be a memories um, and so but so she could just interact with it on her phone just through text but then she started talking as well so well did she talk yeah um and yes, because they had the voice bang from voicemails. And as it went on, because it felt so real, because it responded and acted just like he did, um, eventually they said, well, it actually can go the next level up and we can create this humanoid, you know, uh, android, and put his, that program in there. And then you've got the body walking around as well, which she did. And I won't ruin it for anyone who wants to watch it. But... <laughs> This is the crazy thing about I'm, science I'm pulling fiction. some really crazy faces
0: because this you freaks
1: are. me out. Well, Ruth's freaked out by it as well. Oh yeah. But no. some lady, um, and it's the program's called Replica. I think she's in the states, I and mean, she lost a good friend. But she's done this, and you can, and I've downloaded it, but I haven't, I haven't started interacting with it. But it, it basically does exactly that. It'll, it's gonna go through all my correspondences that I have and any texts and things that I've written. And then it learns who you are and starts to reflect your personality back to you, so you can have conversations with you. <laughs> would I be interested? So there's a fascination with me to do it, and then to see if if I was to give you my phone and you talk to me like you would normally talk to me, would you say, "Oh yeah, that is Clay, based off of yeah. patterns and the like"? Yeah. Um, but I am gonna. But I'm of gonna, course, that's devoid of it.
0: memory, isn't it? That's like a self that's, that's kind of, it isn't about memory, it's about your personality and your kind of tendencies It is,
1: unless, so it'll be patchy bits of memories, because I think that was part of it, is if, so the more that the person's written down, right. the more, so you could ask them about episodes in the past, but of course if they've never wrote about it or okay. put it down and committed it to words or a conversation, then there's a gap. And the, what they're also doing with that, and you may have seen this, you guys may have seen this, I'll try and dig up some of the articles. Um, they did one with Prince, so if you wanted to interact with Prince and have a conversation with him, and they're looking at saying, let's do this with lots of different historical figures that have written biographies, there's lots of stuff like that. Um, so if you wanted to have a conversation with Einstein, for instance, that now through this piece of technology, you can... That's crazy, yeah Ruth I say Ruth is freaked out by it. she no. thinks it's pretty creepy to do
0: and, and also you got yeah, i don't know I have to have faith in that human beings are vastly more complex
1: than but well, i don 't think that identity. we are do yeah, you know yeah. that well because um, i'm Well, I'm thinking of this um I, we, we before we started the show, I was talking about the stuff i 'm doing with this sort of cognitive diversity and her like. um but in that there's just there's so many. So, like, you identify with being introverted and have an introversion, right? You identify with that trait.
0: Yeah, I identify with it to the extent that I use it as an excuse when I'm feeling a certain way. Well, I
1: know that you do, yeah. but you do identify. <laughs> but then yeah. you become very predictable in, in certain ways mm. with that trait. Right,
0: right, right. Um,
1: and, and others, when you add more of the dimensions to that. Right. Um, there's, a, there's enough in that, that I have a general sense of how you'll react or yeah, respond yeah, yeah. Um, in, in any given using situation. past
0: memories of me.
1: No, just using the combinations yeah, of yeah. your sort of psychological profile. Which but, but But what I find interesting about that is how much can we, can we tie it, so yeah, can we tear ourselves away from that? Or do we have no choice? Again, I guess it's back to cause and effect. So you've, while you'll have, Unique experiences, some of those uniqueness of that experience is going to be couched in the way that you perceive the world. Right. And then, but knowing how you perceive the world, I can get a sense of what you're going to do in the future, or how you're going to react in any given situation. Well, see now we've
0: moved into like also thinking about our memories of other people and how that kind of... Re- how we how that helps us relate to them and stuff too. Yeah. I think that's quite an, an important so. aspect as well.
1: Cause think you. And I only met here. So I don't know anything about, we've never, I don't have an experience yeah. of you prior to us meeting here in England. So I don't know, right. but I don't know you from yep. You know, Florida and growing up. So yep. you can tell me. So I only, so the only thing I know about your past is what you tell me what your past is, but yep. that's a story based off of your memory. So, There's some incompleteness from my end, and same vice versa on that end. So, so that's interesting. As in, I wonder, are you? If I was to meet one of your or meet your friend Sarah,
0: Mm.
1: would we have uh, understand? Would you be two different people? Is there a Uh... Sarah that she'll know as Sarah, and a Sarah that I'll know as Sarah? There'll be some overlap.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll probably know the same person in general. Yeah, I think so. But I think she'll also But this, But we can't take out her
1: because she has an experience of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so her.
0: age eight or something. Yeah, totally.
1: So she'll know something will be different about you than it will be about me because my timeline is not the same. Yeah, yeah. But then the question is. But that's
0: not who I really am, Clay. Deep down, uh, just consciousness.
1: Are you? What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) So, but from your point of view, then could you think of where the gaps? What would be in the gap? So you know me and what I know about you in terms of the time. You know how long you and her have known each other in the time. Is there anything in the Well, it's funny because
0: the, then that's the you're gap? kind of you're kind of back into thinking like you have all your memories, and then it's like you have the story like the, there's always a story attached mm. to the memories like that's why you remember it because it's part of the story of who you are and so it's really hard because we're so kind of embedded in our own story about who we are and why we became the person that we are and why we do certain things and all this kind of stuff mm. it's a very complex and long story Then it's like can we ever see outside that story to see what someone else might see do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd so be nice. I, I don't know. It'd be I, nice I to have a little outer yeah. body
1: experience and see. Like I would like to go back in time and see myself. So I only have my memories, mm. but your memories aren't very accurate. So I would like, if I could time travel, I would like to time travel and be an observer and, see and, and seeing me. I think yeah, that would be pretty cool. I don't know. Cool. I'm
0: not sure that's kind of like... Listening to past episodes of this podcast is so painful.
1: <laughs> no, I think it would be cool. <laughs> listening Alan. to your
0: own voice. Everyone everyone has a hard time the first time listening to their own voice recorded, don't
1: they? Some people do. I never do. Um, no, I like the sound yeah. of my own voice. That's oh, why okay. I talk a lot now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know,
0: I mean, I, you know, I think the sort of other aspect of this, which is... I think, in a way, why we started the conversation and started the question is is on a kind of more, you know, we, we're philosophical beings, you yeah. and I, so, you know, we kind of have that question there, too. So if, like you're saying, if, if all our memories are wiped out, it, are we not a person? And, of course, John Locke has this really famous quote that we are a person only to the extent that we have these, we have a kind of association with our past. And so... You know, this is not a new idea. Yeah, this is no. an idea that's, like, come through. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like looking for that, that the, those different layers of yourself and kind of who you are based on what you remember. And, and I think, in a way, of course, you can take yourself out of that and, and talk on a more spiritual level. But about who you are beyond your personality and stuff. You can talk, I think, in terms of, like, the, you know, Buddhist idea that we, like, what incarnates is more of our habits. So although we lose our memory, the, the kind of habitual tendencies that we have in our life Reincarnate with us, like get past.
1: Okay. You know, so I don't so, think there's, I like that idea. so there's <laughs> <laughs> so there's so you better be good. So know, there's you that. know
0: so there's there's these kind of things, and I think you can talk even if you're not going down that incarnation route. You can kind of think about that in terms of like this guy who has amnesia, and like you know the other guy who remembers him as a friend in all senses and appearances he seems like the same person because essentially all his kind of behavioral traits are, would, are the same
1: would um amnesia be like yes so your memories are still there but you can't recall it like like if you asked me what i had for dinner no. last night and no, i can't no, recall well it depends that, that but that's the memory kind of short-term is short term
0: memory loss i think with, that happens you know in the early stages oh no in the early stages of dementia, I think it's yeah. short-term memory loss. But this is what he had: is retrograde amnesia. So basically, like he doesn't remember his past, and it's really interesting. But he doesn't remember
1: his past or his memory is gone. So could, it's gone. So it, if, it, the the
0: tumor is like invaded the part of the right. brain that stored that memory, so it's gone, basically.
1: Okay. So so now, it, so because so, there's a couple of things you said in there. It's destroyed the part of his brain where the memory would be. Because I asked a question earlier is, could I go in your brain and find memories, specific memories? Do they actually exist in that gray matter? There? I mean,
0: I don't know, but I mean, you know, they have the whole brain mapped out, don't they? So they yeah. know where, like, you know, the signals to keep our heartbeat going are, and they know where, you know... Is there a specific part in our yeah, brain where our memories are stored? Yeah, yeah, I think long-term okay. memory, there's a lobe of some sort or another. <laughs> so they're in
1: there as in... It's a very scientific that's, word. That's where the memories are st- Generate from, but you couldn't find a specific memory, is right. that what we're saying. Right. Okay. So, but well, so have people it, recovered from amnesia? I guess what I'm getting at is if they came up with a cure for this tumor and they could restore or get rid of the tumor, um, I don't know. Could it reconnect with this memory? I so, really like some don't people know. who've had amnesia and then suddenly they yeah. can remember. So,
0: I think there's different things. Like, you know, I suppose it depends on what the cause is. So, if you've yeah. had a stroke, then it might come back but if you you know if a brain tumor is continually growing into that space and taking over then maybe not but you know it was so interesting was you know looking at how the writer kind of gives his dialogue in the way that he is speaking so he's like he talks about you know when someone will say he asks how do I know you you know and so he tells him he's like were you a good friend what was I doing did I enjoy it oh good I'm glad to hear I enjoyed it you know, because I wouldn't have liked to think that I would, had spent my life doing something I didn't enjoy. So he was getting a kind of sense of, you know, peace or, or joy coming from the fact that he was learning about himself almost mm. in the present moment. But he had no... But it, it was funny reading that that dialogue because it's like the way he words things is so different than the way we would have expressed something because he just has no... Association with that
1: yeah.
0: memory—it's like I, I know it happened to me, but oh, I'm glad I'm glad that that happened, but <gasps> yeah,
1: it's just. I yeah. it's yeah, that's interesting, and we can't talk about memory without bringing up the movie Momen- *Memento*. Have you seen that?
0: Oh, I know I have. Remind me what it's yeah, about. Yeah,
1: that's the one where he loses his memory every night or whatever, oh, and so what I have seen that? it's it's kind of a you know matrixy type sci-fi thing. So every day he loses his memory. Um and so essentially he ends up starting to write things down because he knows he's gonna lose his memory. But every day he's gotta start again to try and piece things together. Anyway it's worth a watch. There's a really good interesting. one interesting yeah, I
0: feel like I have cool. watched that and I don't remember. Yeah. Ah see <laughs> yes.
1: And yeah, no, I have a have a, and I'd encourage the listeners to have a have a watch of mementos. Well. Here's
0: a um, kind of final quote for you because I know you like it. Uh, memory is a mental event in the virtual reality of mind.
1: Ah, the virtual reality. That's of right. Mind.
0: So of course the Buddhists would say memory is not really real anymore. It's just a thought pattern that happens in your head. Okay.
1: So. Well, nothing's real. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're not really here, are we? Enjoying this good coffee and Neither conversation. Neither Havana Cafe. <laughs> no. So it's a
0: virtual, all in our mind. We're minds. just a couple of
1: beings somewhere. How we, do
0: we drink coffee?
1: How do we drink? So we're just these are just real. avatars, these bodies, aren't we? So it's like playing a video game. So right now we are somewhere else, and we're playing me, and you're playing you, and we're like the Sims, and we're just interacting.
0: Ooh, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. what's going on. All so
1: right. and when we go to sleep, we go back to wherever we are. Or How come I
0: can't remember that?
1: Remember what you do when you go? Ah, because you don't want, because you don't want the secret to get out into the game. Okay. I right. can't put my memory into this, ah, this game of, yes. of that. And so when you yes, wake up, yes, I see. Yes. Oh, mm, ah, yeah. oh. ah, there you go. There's a, there's a chew on that one.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put your eyes going right there on Twitter. But I want to see if I can
1: meet you on the other side, though, because that would be cool. Because we have to. Come into these bodies in order to meet, but can I meet you wherever it is that we go to when we go to know. sleep?
0: and of course, when we're talking here in the Havana cafe, yeah. we will never know yeah because our memories are I'll try not here. and find
1: you tonight when I go to sleep. I'll see if I can cool. go through the soup and <laughs> and, <laughs> and find you on the side of the soup. Of course you might not want me to find you in the Indeed, soup Indeed,
0: I might not yeah,
1: this might be like um you know how you have this sort of internet sort of dating and chatting where they're quite happy to hide behind their avatars and you never know who they are. That
0: sounds like me and my introverted self.
1: Yes, that's right. So you're probably like, no, (laughs) you can't find me. All right.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's go have some more coffee. Absolutely. This episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you would want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode um, if you head over to Havana HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the Contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.